So let's go ahead and get started. <laughs> um, so I found out about Megan the Stallion. First of yes, all. it's all been so very hush hush and conspiracy riddled. Yeah, so basically, long story short, um, she got shot in the foot. Yeah. She got shot in the foot. Um, and I don't like my anime rap queen getting hurt or hearing about that she's getting hurt. Um, and so basically what was going on is that her and Tori Lanez had a little bit of dispute. And Tori Lanez is one of those like rap guys who, <laughs> to be honest, I feel like he's just around just to be around. Like, I don't even know what song he's created. He just has the- Sipping the tea or the margarita as it were. Continue. Yeah. I, I just don't know why, I, I don't understand why he's popular. But anywho, um, they were all like, you know, club hopping or whatever hopping that they were doing. And so like he's him and- at a pool, hanging out. Yeah, so him and Megan got into an argument in one of the cars. And when she was trying to leave, he shot her in the foot. And, you know, I, like, why do you have to bring a gun to a petty, a petty, super petty situation? Like, she's just trying to leave and you just shoot her. And so, uh, apparently he got arrested um, and he had, like, a 35000 bail and he paid in. He's out now. But, like, Megan wasn't arrested at all. Like, she went straight to the hospital and she got surgery on her foot and got the bullets out and whatnot. But, like, it's really awful to hear that she got shot for whatever the reasons like I can't even find the real reason but if you look on Tori Lanez's Twitter it's all just disrespectful things that he's just saying about women and how he feels about women he's all he's also made like a a fucking like pass at Jill Scott where he's like I don't trust I don't trust niggas who think that Jill Scott is attractive. So he's just like overall just disrespectful to black women. So for him to get into a dispute and just like without even thinking about it, just shoot Megan the Stallion, like to me, I think he just has like absolutely like no respect for people. Um, and I don't know. Like I'm glad Meg is okay, but also like this guy is nothing and like he had to make himself something just to and shoot a big artist so like I don't know I was just like um, really disappointed with that and also like disgusted because like just by the attitude that I saw online about him like really reflects on why he shot her no I mean like and there was like videos um from earlier that night when she went live and she was with Kylie Jenner and they were like chilling by the pool and she was like just chilling and he comes up behind her and he's all like smiles and stuff and Meg like I don't know her energy just seemed like bro like I'm not really trying to like fuck with you like that and I don't know maybe he got butt hurt maybe he like made a pass and she wasn't for it yeah so um, so he's another butt hurt boy who couldn't get at her and so his resolution's like okay so if this black girl doesn't want me because I think I'm fucking top of the world I'm just gonna shoot her ass well her foot well her foot. Yeah, her foot. I think her ass no. is injured. No, I'm just joking. I don't think her <laughs> ass is injured. You never know. And then it's just sad to see, like, how people have been responding and, like, trying to say, like, oh, if she was a real savage, she could take it. I'm like, that doesn't excuse any behavior or violence, like, towards her just because she makes music for, like, clubbing. She makes music for dancing. That does not mean that 
she's inviting a culture of violence on herself that's not an open invitation yeah to attack her I'm like ugh. no he was just, just being like completely disgusting about it and because like he felt disrespected that he um just felt like oh so she acts like she can be like this with me well i'm gonna be like this with her and show her and teach her a lesson and that's just like the overarching theme with black men in general is like we women go out of our way to protect your asses but you guys don't go back and do the same for black women and so i know we're trying to bring an overarching theme into something that was like a smaller situation but it's not that small because he still shot her yeah i don't think that's small at all and especially because like in the in this era of being an artist you know it's not just singing it's dancing and that is like how she's making her money that is part of her label part of her brand and you're gonna basically like take away an asset that she has for her future and making money or attempt to you know what I mean like that's insane that's like if you got into a fight with a football player and fucking kneecapped him you mm-hmm. know what I mean mm-hmm. so I mean just some repercussions like obviously he went to jail and then apparently he was on a song with T-Pain but T-Pain just stopped the release he's like I don't want to be on the song with this guy anymore um, good on you T-Pain yeah I like T-Pain T-Pain's real sweet oh yeah he's great um, and then Megan the Stallion released a statement saying that Black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own. It might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about, but this is my real life and I'm hurt and I'm real life hurt and traumatized. Yeah. Like this guy ain't shit. Like this guy makes fun of women. He gaslights women. Like he said in a tweet. Like, this guy is just all types of trash. And everyone thought, like, oh, Tory Lanez, it's so cool that he's doing all this Instagram shit during pandemic. But, like, his true colors still exist. Um, And so we don't support hip-hop from that man. I don't even think I've ever listened to him, to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, I for sure have not. Yeah, so he's trash. Anywho, uh, welcome back to Lady Blurred's thing the blues you have your girl here sometimes v and what up it's kylie too smart welcome back to another lovely sunday um it is still covid season (laughs) how are the staff looking today (laughs) oh my god it's still terrible still bad (laughs) um people like come on please um i've been seeing so much on the internet about people complaining about violations of their rights being asked to wear a mask before you enter a store like this is not about you personally okay please 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 if you're going to be out there in the world interacting with other people wear a mask that is just the right thing to do it is like beyond just being polite it is you know your social competency like it is a responsibility that we have to ourselves and to one another to fucking wear a mask. Please do it. Unfortunately, the cases are still climbing. Uh, we still have in California 388,000 cases in California still. Also, I'm tired and- of seeing people wear their masks and not put masks on their kids. Oh yeah, that needs to, that needs to happen. That needs to happen. Speaking of kiddos, did you hear that they're trying to open up schools? 
Oh my God. That's sure yes, kids pop and lick their hands and touch each other and hug each other. And then they like cop on each other's food and try to share their food with each other. Their nasty fingers all over their hot Cheetos. And then they, Hey, you want some hot Cheetos? You want one? You want to borrow a hot Cheeto? Borrow? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this in my mouth and then you can have the rest of it. Gross. So yeah. nasty. So fucking kids, nasty. Kids are gross. Kids in general, like, it's, I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been a kid, but I watch my niece and nephew and I'm like, there's no way. Like, they uh, wrestle with each other constantly. There's no way that you could introduce them back into a school environment where they haven't seen all of their friends in forever and they're not going to immediately just form a giant ball of crazy kinetic energy and germs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not possible. Kids don't have that willpower. Many adults don't have that willpower. I'm still thinking about when I was a kid. Like, I was gross. You know what I did? <laughs> you know what I did in, during lunch period? Like, in middle school? Period. During lunch period in middle school, I don't know what the fuck was wrong with me, but I was fucking nasty. So one time, all the kids, I said, hey, for $5, I was really itching for money, too. For $5, (laughs) please put everything that in your lunches inside of this milk carton, and I'll drink it for five bucks. Gross. You know what I did? I did it. You You know what I did right after? Did you puke? I puked. I puked all over the table. There's no teacher who checked up on me to say, are you okay? I just saw a janitor. It was at the end of lunch. A janitor came up to my table and gave me a towel and says, you know what to do. Oh, damn. <laughs> but that's the, like, that's just like the point of like how gross kids are. Like, I think that's peak grossness, but there's other kids who do worse, <laughs> you know? Bust and slob. Yeah, I remember my middle school was so ratchet. We had kids who were like uh, getting together in the goddamn bathrooms at my middle school. Shout out Los Arbolos. What Shout doing? out Los Arbolos. <laughs> so sorry for King Middle School. Oh deal God. with my nasty ass in, in eighth grade. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, and you know, how many times like does a kid come up to you like during recess and if you have a bag of hot Cheetos in your backpack, like how many little like, how many little kids come up to you and say, hey, can I have one? Hey, can I have one? And it's either you pour it or you let their nasty ass, like, dirt-encrusted nails go into that bag. So or people who share drinks, and you know they got that backwash. It's just crumbs all in your drink. Oh, no, kids it's are just disgusting. waterfall. It's just waterfall. It's waterfall, dude. All you got to do is just waterfall. Just end up with syrupy goodness everywhere. Or the girls that are like, oh, it's okay if you don't waterfall. I trust you. <laughs> So with that being said, like having kids go back to school is a mistake. And then think about like all of like the badass little kids that are just like, like instinctually rebellious, right? So the ones who like, if you're supposed to go back to school with a mask on in the classroom, you have that one kid who's like, fuck masks. COVID is a hoax. I'm going to take this shit off and endanger all of you guys. There's always going to be that little shit who's going to argue with the teacher. And the teacher's already making like less than like 70K a year. And it's just like rubbing their temples. It's like, I don't get paid enough for this fucking shitty ass kid to try to kill me. Like, I don't get paid enough. All I can do is say, please put your mask on. The teacher is not gonna go up to that kid and body slam them because obviously they're gonna get fired. But it's like, this teacher says, I dealt with six years of school, two years of that was getting the credential. And then another two years is to like pass the pass. 
Like now I have to deal with a shitty kid who will not put on their mask and I can't put my goddamn hands on them because they're being a little shit. Like I just, and they're trying to kill me by taking off their mask and flinging it at me and they didn't even floss. This is so fucked up. <laughs> and they didn't even floss. Uh, yeah. Teachers so, deserve. Teachers deserve so much. Like, so teachers, much more. Yeah, I feel like the state, if we were to reprioritize education and reform all the policies with education, like, teachers should be easily be making, like, 200 grand a year with a severance package, with a retirement package. Like, they're doing so, they're doing such a service for, like, for just the public in general that they do not get paid enough. They don't get reimbursed enough. Instead, they have, like, parents yelling at them, kids yelling at them, kids pulling pranks, and they're so tired that, like, they're already stressed out by all the financials of their life. Like, teachers deserve so much more, and then they're trying to open up these schools, and these teachers are like, uh, is it worth being a teacher? Is it worth me going back and dying? And yet, these parents are going to drop off these kids saying, oh, thank God there's childcare. Like, because there are parents who think like that. There are parents who are not grateful yeah. for their teachers especially the, the really hardworking parents that are like, I'm working 60 hours a week. And the last thing I want to do is think about my goddamn kid that I accidentally had or my goddamn kid that I had to have because of my religion or the kid that I had to think to save my marriage. And like, I don't want to think about them. I just wish they were back at school, just figuring things out. And this is what this parent is probably actively thinking. They're not thinking like, oh, thank God for teachers. They're not thinking that. They're thinking like, I just want to drop them off at school. But the moment that they hear a teacher tell their kids some sense, they're like, oh, you can't fucking tell my kid that because of my religion or because what my husband says or all this, any of this like dumbass bullshit that has to follow with it. They don't give a fuck about teachers. And this is where parents need to change is like they need to change their mindsets on how important teachers are. The teachers stay current, the teachers are teaching their kids some sense and that they're not around enough to reinforce that because kids are good kids are going to whine to their parents and say like my teachers not acting up and they ask and they use their parents as punishers true that's true and i mean um i've been blessed like a lot of my family are educators themselves and so like seeing how much work goes into being a teacher and like a lot of the times like i know my grandmother uh was providing the supplies for all of her kids that were in her class always you know what i mean she was responsible for coming up for different activities she was bringing the construction paper the glue the tape like she's bringing you know happy stickers uh she's bringing like extra food and snacks into her classroom and all that is like coming out of a fucking budget that like barely exists you know and like she was lucky because my grandfather is a lawyer and he he had the extra funds, so it's not like they were depending upon her paycheck to get by. Mm -hmm. But also, they live in Hawaii, and Hawaii is expensive as hell. So, like, it doesn't matter, like, where you are. Like, the money is not going to be enough, and the money doesn't cover the emotional labor as well. Like, we think about, oh, it's just, it's not a typical nine-to-five. You know, they're having to come up with their own plans. They're doing that outside of their school hours. And then you get attached to these children and you're, you cannot be responsible for the welfare of these kids outside of your classroom. But if anything does go wrong, teachers are the first place that people look always, oh, well, why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? And like, this, it's exhausting. Like you can't, you cannot be responsible for everybody that's in your classroom. Yeah. 
yeah no it's just there needs to be a better mindset on how to treat te on how to treat teachers like people think that teachers are always out for your kids but the only reason why teachers, teachers are not your baby daddy teachers yeah. are not your baby mamas <laughs> yeah teachers are just really trying their best to give fair grades to be very to have a sense of integrity to keep things nice and fair um and then once the parents step in and they're like you're not treating my kid right because they gotta see it's like they gotta see because of these a b and c things like <laughs> like yeah. how, i'm not sitting here like trying to give your kid this grade because i don't think that i'm i'm purposely and conditionally doing this um i'm just trying to do my job here and get your kid out of my fucking class like that's the fucking goal of most teachers especially in teachers like k through 12. i'm not even gonna touch on college professors because college professors are a fucking monster i don't even want to fucking get into that but yeah i've also had some real shitty teachers as well but i noticed like especially um in middle school there was uh what was it um Dang, what was the law where it was like, um, oh, no kid left behind? And like how damaging that was to the rest of the students that were in the class because they're literally like, your incentive is just to pass all these kids. And yeah. whether or not like they're actually truly learning quality education or if you're just training us to pass one test and we're lacking on a bunch of other like facts because now you have to focus on passing a student that like really just they should be held back they need the extra attention they need the extra time for whatever reason and now you're spending extra time on that student alone uh, yeah it's the education here in the united states is a yeah abysmal yeah it's abysmal and i don't blame any of my teacher friends if they decide to change careers because like the fucking Department of Education does not give a fuck about teachers or kids. And they're trying to open up while everything is still fucking dangerous. There's no fucking vaccines. And then there's going to be, you know how many fucking parents are going to be anti-COVID vaccine? And they're going to make up all these excuses. So it's just, it's just going to be a whole fucking mess. Like no one even started talking about that. Like the, the group of parents who are going to be anti-COVID vaccine because COVID is a hoax. Well, because of their all, religion because of a medical issue my child's allergic to the covid vaccine they're gonna create all these dumb excuses to make their child the exception to the rule because they're fucking ignorant as hell <laughs> my child's allergic to the covid vaccine bro <laughs> your, your child's not gonna do so well with covid either or they may or may not do well with covid you know what i'm saying like uh, come on, Typhoid Mary, get your shit yeah. together. All right, well, let's go ahead and go into COVID, our Karen. Let's go ahead and go into our, <laughs> our uh, how's your week? Uh, how's your week, Kylie? Ooh, my week is good. Um, I'm preparing to start my new job, and I actually got to take a trip to Oakland over the weekend to get my fingerprinting done with LiveScan, and... Oh, I, I need to spend more time in Oakland. Like, Oakland is beautiful. The art there is, like, so amazing. Um, incredible, the murals. Um, we went and, uh, like, everybody had their masks on, their shit was together. 
there's like Black Lives Matter everywhere. It's it's like amazing. No matter like what time kind of neighborhood you were in, you know, whether you were like downtown or whether you were in more moneyed areas, like everybody there was um really supportive. There was like a few houses that had what looked like um photos like posted in every window. Uh, there's like Breonna Taylor and just like all these different people from over the years. And I was like, wow. And then we saw, I don't know if it was like a regular thing, if it was a special event, but it was just like 30 to 40 um, black people riding on bicycles all as a group together. They're all like socially distancing and everything, but it was just great to see. I was like, man, like there's not enough black people in San Jose. And no, like Oakland all- really made me be like, God damn, I miss seeing black people everywhere. I just miss it. I just felt so at home, so comfortable. Yeah, no, I I agree. Like there's um I don't see a lot of black people in San Jose, and this is very true. Um I do see a lot of black people in Oakland, which is very true. Um I like this I always love going to Oakland and seeing like little spurts, not little, but like a lot of like movements of solidarity out there i mean obviously it's like the home of the black panthers right so yeah um it it's just really nice to feel like that's that's just a place of where the culture is Um, yeah yeah like where i feel like i can learn a lot here but um, the downsides is of why I don't go to Oakland that often. It's like every single one of my musician friends, their windows get bashed in. Every single time like someone's driven out there, their windows always get cracked open. So like I try to make sure if I drive out there, I'm not driving out there. I use the BART or something like that. True. And then also, I mean, like, just depends like where you are and whatnot. Like this is clearly like during the day, in the morning. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. Good fun. Yeah, there's a couple of places I liked going to. Like, there was the Octopus, like, literary salon. Um, And there was a couple, like, porn shops that are out there that were really cool to check out, like, for music. Um, So it's just a really nice time, if I have ever gone out there. But we were were in the Diamond District, so that was nice. Like, good food everywhere. Um, Smelled so amazing. Um, Also, I've been looking for a car, and I test drove a few and I think I have settled on one so we'll see I was giving myself a day to think about it just because it's never good to be like oh you get excited about it and then right away you buy it without oh, like, when you really... hype it up and you're like mm-hmm. uh, yeah you're Something. not sure about it no, I understand that um luckily with my car I just drove it once I'm like this is the car I want <laughs> which is kind of nice um I guess with my week, I, I kind of kept it low-key. Um, I'm still playing through Golden Sun. <laughs> <laughs> still holds up. Uh, I'm at this place where there's like a coliseum and I have to, I don't know what I have to do next. I don't remember because I don't, I didn't get this far, but there's a coliseum and I guess there's like a, there's like a sequence of games and trials that I have to check out. Right now I'm looking for a missing prince. Um, the battles are kind of annoying because like the thing I don't like about Golden Sun is like I feel like every like two feet I move in the game like a battle like happens and I'm like oh there's a lot of grinding but at least there's a lot of opportunity to like build your characters 
Um, and I'm still trying to how I'm still trying to figure out how to strategically build my characters because some of the characters in there you can build them or like you can build them or ruin their stats by which monsters you assign to them. So I'm still trying to figure that out. Um, but I'm still working through that. I'm still working through Final Fantasy VII. I got all the resolutions witnessed. Um, I'm now working on all the Shinra combat simulator. So that's going to take me some time because um, I was able to complete it with Barrett, but I wasn't able to complete it with Cloud, Tifa, or Eris. Um, so it's going to take me some time because it's really difficult. And like some of the characters are not well equipped or compatible with how to fight these enemies. So it's, it's, a, it's a headache and a half, but we'll get there. <laughs> It's a headache and a half. You're so cute. Yeah, it's a headache and a half. Um, but yeah, that's how my week is going. Um, so I heard that you wanted to talk about different types of lubrication for our sexual health check-in. Yeah, it's getting naughty and nerdy. No, um, I just figured since we're all spending um more time alone some of us are not having partners <laughs> some of our partners are toys maybe you haven't had toys before in your life and especially now since like you're not really going into a store and having the benefit of you know someone there like guiding you letting you know like what lubrication goes with what or why some lubrications are better for this activity versus the other um i thought it would just be like a good little thing to go over. Um, so basically... So there's more than just KY jelly? Oh my gosh, there's more <laughs> than KY. A whole new world! Yes, there's way more than just KY jelly. So typically there's, like, when we talk about lube, there's, like, three types that we talked about. There's, you have your oil-based lubes, your water-based lubes, and your silicone-based lubes. And then after that, you have like your hybrids. And then of course you have like your flavored loops, your sensational loops, like your, um, well, to me, it just feels like icy hot, <laughs> like icy hot. But- uh, Wait, you like, put icy you hot know? down there, girl? No, no, you're not supposed to put icy hot down there. But they had um, like the tingling, you know, gels or the, the fire and ice. Okay. Condoms. Have you never tried any of the fire and ice? Nope. No. See, that's why you don't know. Because to me, that shit just felt like icy hot. And I was like, this is way too much. But, you know, like if you are someone who um, maybe needs a little more sensation, then that's that'll be the one for you. For me, like, uh, it was just a bit too much. So I wouldn't recommend that if you don't have issues with like being aroused that might be too much for you sensationally speaking and then of course you know they have like the flavored lubes which <sighs> it's like it sounds fun in theory but also you don't like want to have sugar or like you know glycerin in your vagina because that can lead to yeast infections so if it's something that like oh it's just you know foreplay and you're gonna look it all up and then clean it up and then go to town like sure but if you're planning on just skipping that cleanup processing and going from 
feeding to pounding, then, you know, that might be an issue. Um, so basically, we'll start with the first one that I talked about, which is the oil-based wig. <laughs> I was just thinking of pound cake and how much butter it, it costs. Mm, yeah, don't it. use butter either. Butter is not a good lubricant. Butter That's why we have lube. <laughs> um, <laughs> oil-based lube is like one of those where like it feels nice because of the texture and it's like thicker than water-based lubes but um it's not safe to use with latex so most most, the majority of people are going to be using latex condoms but oil-based lubes um kind of are going to take away the whole purpose of using a condom uh it can degrade the latex so so yeah don't don't do that that kind of you know, defeats the whole purpose um but it is good for like shower play massage you know um however if you're going to be using it excuse me i just had a drink those bubblies came back <laughs> but if you're going to be using it like inside the body um because of the way that oil works it can trap bacteria so that is not good for your insides. So it's better for just outside play, for massage. Um, if you have a penis and you're just, you know, playing with yourself, oil-based lube is better for you. Not so great for the masturbation play for ladies. Um, the next is like water-based lube, which I think is probably like one of the more like popular, well-known lubes that people will use. Jellies and whatnot are usually water-based. Mm -hmm. um, they're versatile. You can use them with like most toys, condoms, diaphragms. Um, because they're water-based, they tend to dry faster. Mm -hmm. uh, but you can just re-wet them by <laughs> using some saliva or adding some water. So a lot of people like those. Not as good for anal because like I said, they dry quicker and your body can absorb a lot faster. So usually people will go for like a silicone-based um, lube for that. Uh, the only problem with silicone-based lubes is if you are playing by yourself. Key, key, key. Do not use silicone lube with silicone toys. Silicone, oh. yeah, silicone dissolves silicone. So, like, especially if you're using um, a softer toy or a toy that is supposed to, um, like, mimic skin texture, like, I've seen a lot of those out there. Silicone lube can, um, like, and it depends on what materials are being used in your toy, but silicone lube can, like, melt your toy, or okay. it can just um, make it gooey. It can change the texture of your toy and make it not safe for you to play with anymore. Um, the last thing you want is, you know, for you to be going downtown and then wires are touching because your toys dissolved or downtown or, <laughs> or now it's you know changed the chemical composition a bit of your toy and now you're having like reactions or you can't get your toy as clean because now it's you know a little more porous than it used to be so that's just a, a no 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 take your safety precautions no silicone lube with silicone toys um, but other than that, silicone is awesome for anal. It's awesome for shower play. The only thing I would say is that it's very slippery because it is 
thicker and you're gonna need soap and everything to clean it up, um, shower play can be a little dangerous. You know, make sure you've got some solid footing. And <laughs> silicone is typically hypoallergenic. So that's another plus. Yay, 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 yay. So I found a list on nymag.com of Ooh. just kind of top 10 best lubricants of 2020. Ooh, um, nice. Yeah, so there is uh, some silicone-based lubricants that you're just talking about, the ones that you got to clean up and not use with your silicone toys. Yes, don't it's use them. Do Uber toys. lube. Uber. Yeah, Uber lube. Uh, and uh, what's really nice is they actually, in the description, they do give you a warning on, like, what it's best to use with. So that way, and it says do not use with your toys. Um, like, as you mentioned, there's another one called gun oil silicone. Uh, which is a Brooklyn-based lube. The other one is a um, what I think is a can't find it fast enough. Let's keep going. And then so, <laughs> natural silver is another um, is another lubricant uh, that is silicone-based. There's the water-based lubes, which is Pajor Womanaqua. Mm. Uh, so it's it's uh, it's very uh, it's water. It's water-based and then there is the unbound jelly uh there is pure romance like me lubricants um and then please gel lubricants um so this one is mostly comes from the good vibrations in berkeley california bay area yay yay um and then what other based ones um there is a tanga egg beat Tanga Easy Beat Egg Lotion Personal Lubricant, which for <laughs> Tanga eggs, uh, those are mostly something that's a play for guys. Um, I learned the hard way about learning a Tanga egg. So if someone's listening to this, someone in particular, I accidentally touched one after it was used and I didn't realize what it was. No! Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I was so mad. I thought it was a diva cup. I'm like, why is my diva cup here? And I'm like, that's not my diva cup. Ma'am. No, ma'am. Um, some more water-based is lubricants are Flip, and then there's one called Boy Butter H2O, and then there's some natural lubricants such as Good Clean Love Almost Naked Personal Lubricant, and Aloe Cadabra Natural Organic Lubricant, and some edible ones that we talked about. So there's a Coconut Love, mm. another coconut oil one called Carrington Farms, and then there's Joe, J-O, H2O, succulent, watermelon. Yum, so yum. I like, I like the J-O line. They're really nice. The J-O line? Mm-hmm. Oh, I never tried it. But yeah, those are some things that were recommended on the 2020 list. So we've got to stay current, guys. So if you're over there and you're like, man, I haven't got any since the COVID happened in March. I got no poo nanny. I got no dick. But I got these toys. And men, you guys can have toys, too. Oh, yes. Bruh, y'all are coming up in the market. I've been seeing some phenomenal toys that I'm like, I'm a little jealous that I don't have the equipment to try that. Yeah, I just don't know. <laughs> I don't know any anything about guy toys because I just kind of brush past them. I'm like, where's the good shit for the girls? <laughs> wow, bruh. I, like, huh. no, the whole store is the candy store and we must look at everything and appreciate everything in the store. 
but yeah, uh, but yeah, I think those are some nice things to do. I mean, I mean, we all struggle with it every once in a while. If we're just a little too dry and we're just like, okay, how come nothing's happening, even though we want it to happen? Or not even just that, like condom sex, like uh, is can be a, a game changer if you are like someone who has been in a monogamous relationship for a long time, and now all of a sudden you're back in the game and you can't just go out there raw dogging. You got to protect yourself. You got to protect your partners that you're going to be with. So, you know, having a condom, you're going to need that extra lubrication because that also just keeps your condom working as well as it should. You're supposed to use some lube when you're using a condom. And also I read a tip. <laughs> I read a tip about a tip. If you put um, like two to three drops of lubricant in the very tip of the condom, for you guys out there who um, are coming up with these arguments that it doesn't just feel as good or it doesn't feel wet. You can't feel anything. Some lube in the tip of your condom. Some lube in the tip of your condom, I hear, can um, really uh, change change the experience for you. So, yeah. Those are our lube tips. Wanna wear the condom. <laughs> uh, again. Wanna wear it. Stop. The condom doesn't fit. That is a whole lie, sir. <laughs> We will get you one that fits. Nobody's dick is that big. I've seen people literally fit their whole arm inside of condoms. Like, no, we're not doing that I've in seen, 2020. The biggest dick I've seen in my experience was the first guy I was with. And I was like, I'm too virgin for this dick. You need to find another girl. <laughs> I'm absolutely not experienced. I do not deserve this. Some other girl who's a freaky deaky freak like deserves <laughs> this more than I do. You have dick for 19 girls and I am not it. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. what a waste. <laughs> oh, damn. <laughs> Let me um, call you in 10 years, sir. Oh, my God. No, I don't need to call him. I, I already heard about his sex capades. I'm like, okay, it's not only now, it's gotten to the point where it's like, not only that I don't need this, but it's been around so much that I don't want to touch it anymore. I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want, want, want. All right. <laughs> Lols. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about, um, I wanted to talk about the kind of the Jada Pinkett Smith experience and my whole take on older women preying on younger men. <laughs> I'm not trying to say like, this is what it, it actually happened, like, because there's so much media that like misconstrues like what actually happened that I heard it went from Jada Pinkett Smith and Will Smith are in an open relationship. She can do whatever the hell she wants, but she comes home to Will. Um, an entanglement, which is everybody's new favorite word. Entanglement. Like, that's what everyone's saying now. Instead of cheating, oh, I got in an entanglement. An entanglement. Oh, Lord. I'm like, I'm tired of these gaslighting ass dumbass like, saying like uh, they got in an entanglement with another girl. People it's, can say situationship, but we got a problem with entanglement, really. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm tired. But anyway, like, this kind of blew over and it had its resolution. Like, there was a red table talk with Will and Jada, and I saw a I did bit. not like that red table talk, bro. Yeah. Like, he was just like, he just looked like, as everybody says, like, and making memes about it, but he just looked tired. He didn't want to deal with it. 
he was so passive aggressive about it too like bro we all know and she literally sat there and was like oh i could tell everybody you're dirt and he was like oh i'll just get you back but if you literally sat at this table and told everybody that you thought that um your romantic relationship was done and that you guys are pretty much like going didn't know if you were going to be separating if you were going to stay in this marriage uh and that she was free to do her own thing you were free to do your own thing but then you have the nerve to be butthurt and be like oh well i'll get you back no this ain't no tiff attached shit the fuck is it, that this is what and this is where the downfall of the relationship is it shouldn't be a well i'm gonna get you back 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 well Bruh, my dick's like, still wet well, my know, still well, wet like i'm just i'm tired i'm too tired for this and like at the end of the day y'all both rich okay y'all both have your platforms together you built something up like we all know will will ain't out here fucking jesse and jada we know this man don't try to play just because uh his shit didn't get leaked out or people maybe already knew what was up or maybe it was just one night stands he's over here hurt because oh she had an actual relationship or an entanglement and now i can say uh it sounded like august was like a friend of the family that everybody yeah like, sounded- knew and i would feel some kind of way about that because that, that i do feel like that's a little different you yeah, know you got your kids involved because he just basically cia agent himself into the family and was like i'm gonna get that lady like that's how it, they're making it sound like or i'm gonna use this family to show that i got talent too so now i'm gonna release albums like i didn't even hear about this fool until like they brought him up and so- just now <laughs> And then he came out with a song called Entanglement, and I was like, "Ooh, milk! You milking it, sir? Milk, milk, milk!" He's getting, it. he's getting those bills. They're like the 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 Smith family is already rich. He's just trying to get his his fix too. Like I get it. Yeah. Like whatever he needs to do to put himself out there. Now he's gonna be at Coachella in like two years when Coachella is back, and he's gonna be like main staging or opening for somebody like fucking Kid Cudi, and he's, he's gonna, gonna be open. Like, you guys remember me? I got that pink at pink. You know, oh, gross. Like no, <laughs> we can stop that immediately. But here's the thing that I just got that I just didn't slip. understand with the whole dynamic is that I kept hearing about how she was like, I'm healing him, I'm mending him, I'm basically all the words nurturing him it it just sounds like i'm grooming him and like grooming in this context of this world means that i'm manipulating this person to be for me and that's what grooming is like it's i think grooming and like if i get backlash on this or not i think grooming is another way of like you know relationship abuse no definitely uh i haven't really heard grooming um used with positive connotations i hear grooming a lot associated with um pedophilia i hear grooming a lot with um like sexual abuse i hear grooming a lot even like the only time i've ever heard grooming have a positive connotation is like oh i'm grooming my dog which if you're talking about humans uh is not like a good connection to make or like grooming somebody for success you're basically training them yeah, you're training them. You're like you're training them to be loyal to you, and but that also comes with a power dynamic that should not be introduced. Uh, correct. In so, like, if someone grooms me, right, and then I become successful because of their grooming, like I now owe that person. 
I don't owe myself. I owe my that person. So if I get a cut of something for some reason, that person's gonna come out of the cuts and be like, "Well, I did all this work for you. Where's my cut?" And then that's where the abuse starts to come in, or the abuse comes in during the whole grooming process. Like, I hate that word grooming because it's like you're really setting up somebody who has potential, thinking that you're they're gonna pay you back of what you think you deserve, and that's manipulative. That's abuse. Oh, um, I also think, especially um, nowadays, when we're talking about uh, inclusivity in film, um, Hollywood especially, I think is when we hear this term grooming, um, is really people expect you to be grateful, which then turns around um, and puts you under, uh, like, strain to be... I guess, uh, like compliant. So if you have an issue with like your work environment, I read an article recently about an actress who was black and her, um, her stunt double was a white woman that they put in blackface. And when she spoke up about it, they were basically like, oh, well, shouldn't you be grateful that you have a position here and that you're working? Um, and oh, we couldn't find any like black stunt doubles. And basically this woman worked extra hard to do her own stunts so they wouldn't use a stunt double in blackface. Mm -hmm. And they were basically, um, you know, they, she did eventually speak up about it, but she was like, you know, um, I felt like because they were giving me this opportunity or because somebody spoke up on my behalf that like I now have to um, stay silent when I see things that I don't agree with going on around me. And so I, I really feel like, yeah, grooming can be very toxic in any kind of relationship, business or otherwise. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't like that whole aspect where she's like, I'm healing him. I wanna show him what true love feels like. So then it's just setting up this foundation that, that she has someone who will always come to her and not vice versa and so there it's a lot of things that like i noticed that if whether if it's an older man or an old, older woman and they do it to younger men and women doesn't matter what their sexuality is um it's just a sense of like it's just it's just a thing that i keep noticing and a thing that that needs to stop because it's it's something that we don't talk about it's the same it's like it tears up people it really fucks up fucks them up um they don't know how to feel when they're surrounded by that person and then there's just this trauma that follows behind sure august is getting all the benefits of like him being in this entanglement situation with that that family but like for him to be like, oh, I fell in love with this woman. Like, there's some trauma that he's probably not expressing right now. Um, I mean, I feel like he spoke up um, about what he thought was going on because people, he didn't want to be labeled as like a homewrecker. So he spoke up and was like, no, like, I thought that we had a relationship, you know. Uh, I think he had like said he thought that, you know, he had Will's permission, which is another like, Right, you're in a strange, strange triangle when you get into relationships outside of marriage. That's what um, I'm talking about. Is like yeah. now that he feels like, oh, I thought this was okay, then he's gonna sit back and he's like, wait, this wasn't okay. Or not you know? even that this wasn't okay, but that he thought that what he had with Jada was 
not what she thought that they had. I feel like Jada was literally like, oh, this is just a practice relationship for him. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... And... <laughs> yeah, which is still... Why are you cringy. wasting your time? Why are you wasting... I just... Uh, Bro, I... do you get to spend time with Jada, though? If you get to spend some of that time and some of that energy, is it really a waste? I don't think it is, but I do think you need to be on an even playing field and you both need to be... Um, talking about what this relationship actually is, what this exchange of energy is, what this exchange of time is, because bro, I would, I would love to spend some time with Jada, love to, um, but I wouldn't have it in my mind that it's going to be leading to something that it's not. And yeah. I think as adults, you need to have the bravery to have that conversation if that is something that you're going to pursue, because now you have all these th discussions about oh well I thought that y'all had an open relationship. I thought, la, 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 la. If you're in somebody, especially when you have a power couple like that, where there's big money involved, and uh, in some states, I know you could sue for being a homewrecker. If he really wanted to, we'll could be, not that we'll need the chips, but, you know, he really could be like, all right, well, you're bringing bad publicity to my family, blah, blah, blah. You've interloped, blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm going to need you to put some some money on that, which would be horrible. And I don't think they would do that because that would just lead to even more scandal. But, you know, these are situations that do happen in real life. And it's because we don't have, I don't want to say the balls to have a conversation like that, but we aren't um, in our society, at least not taught to have tools to have that conversation. You know, a lot of the narrative I hear about marriage is that, oh, you get married and you're only supposed to be with that one person and anything outside of that relationship is cheating. Then you don't really hear about open marriages, depending on the state that you're in. In California. We're human beings. Like people will get bored in marriages, especially if someone is not serving that side of the relationship sexually um, or physically. Um, like I, I'm not saying like I'm going to, I'm, I'm probably going to spend the rest of my life with cash, for example. I'm just going to throw myself into the goblet of this. But, I mean, if cash stops having sex with me or, like, we get too busy to do anything or, like, he's too tired or I'm too tired, like, I'm of course I'm going to start wandering being like, well, we had all this, like, physical interaction at the beginning. Where Where's all the stuff I fell in love with? Or vice versa. Like, if I start pushing him away, he's going to be like, we had all this interaction at the beginning. What happened? You know, I think then people really need to um, like have honest conversations and define what they really see um, married life as because we're all human. We all grow and we change with time. And so are, what are you looking for in a life partner? Are you really looking for somebody who is going to live life with you? And that means growing and changing and um, being open to having new experiences. Exactly. Or are you wanting to try and capture something in a bubble? and have that same bubble last forever and ever and ever, I, re I think, I honestly think that's how things stagnate. Yeah, yeah, no, I 100% agree. Like, people forget that there needs to be an aspect of change and growth and growth and change are interchangeable. So it's, it's definitely one of those things where it's like these need to have, these definitely have to have open and honest conversations. Like there needs to be open communication. There needs to be empathy. There should never be barriers and there should never be ultimatums, especially if you love that person, you know? 
And the I feel like the ultimatums thing is, is really difficult because it's like, what if you guys start out in one place, you know, and then as you grow older and you change, one person maybe starts realizing that there are some experiences that they want to have. And the other person is just like, I'm cool. Like, I really don't want to have those experiences. Now you have to face another question. Like, are you going to be okay? You know, not providing that experience for your partner. Do you want to be included in that experience in any way? I think that's where a lot of people get caught in this like oh, negative feedback loop of cheating. Mm -hmm. I agree. I 100% agree. Um, anywho, uh, let's move on. Moving right along entanglements. Um, on some positive things, some body positive things, I just want to applaud Miss Eves, uh, New York nerdcore hey. artist on belly bounce. Hell yeah. It's the most inclusive ass shit I've seen in a really long time. She had a bunch of different people literally dancing to her song, showing their nice, nice fleshed out bellies or nice slim bellies or nice like fat bellies or jiggly all bellies. Genders, all the all kinds of bellies. All the all kinds of roles. I love her. All of her videos um, seem to be like that. Like she's just real raw, real like down to earth fucking people are people got feel good love your body music got that poopa love yeah no she's she's been doing great like i think like i know she has like she's kind of like within the nerd scene but like she's more like the positivity like bring everybody in i don't care who the fuck you are just bring everybody in so she totally name. is yeah yeah that's so but yeah, she did belly bounce submissions like a while back ago. I meant to submit something, but I just forgot to do it. No, <laughs> I know. But my girl Lex, the Lexicon artist who I've interviewed before, she um, has a little segment in there. And so yeah, I just want to applaud belly bounce. Yay! As kind of one of the big moves for Monday, I think is something that should always be shown, um, because you know, not everybody's body looks the same right almost nobody's body looks the same yeah everybody's body looks the same but they're all lovable that's the whole thing love and i think there should be that and more people posting pictures of them looking like a slice of cake <laughs> i would be like just the icing <laughs> <laughs> I post those types of photos I post. I'm like, ooh, I like how my hair looks today, or I like how I did my eye makeup. I need to um, get into like actually taking more photos of my full person. I just bought a tripod, so hopefully I can ooh. start doing that too. Because I posted a video of the shine, all the shine clothes that I bought. Yes, I was like, ooh, mama. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I don't mind taking pictures, but, like, I don't want to hold my phone and do this. So I'm trying yeah. to figure out, like, a way, a system to do this. So I don't mind, like, posting, like, a full body thing every once in a while. I just get, like, really self-conscious because how I felt with the Shine videos, I'm like, here's the cake and poor presentation. <laughs> That's how I feel. I'm like, yeah, I personally feel beautiful, gorgeous. And then when I take the picture, I'm like, this is just a bad picture. This should not, this is, Yeah. Somebody yeah. already like put their finger in the cake. And was Somebody to already the put cake. their finger in the cake. <laughs> Someone already sneezed on this cake. Here's what ah, it looks like. Somebody licked it already. Someone grabbed their hand and pulled a handful yes, of cake a out. A whole chunk of cake. They took a bite out of the cake. Oh my god. Um, 
So for black, I've been liking the men doing that too. I'm like, come on, men, come through with your cake pics. Come huh. through with your cake pics. Yes, cakey booties. Boop boop. Cakey booties. Actually, you know, the slice of cake award goes to um, Derek Montia from Arizona. Uh, he does a podcast called The Steel Cage. Um, oh. Yeah, it's. So wrestling Twitter is the most entertaining shit in the world because there's the WWE wrestlers, but there's the people who do podcasts about wrestling. And then there's the people who are indie wrestlers and the things that they have to say is just so good. So Derek's meme game is so on point that like he's starting to, I mean, he's been an icon. I almost said starting to become an icon, but he's been an icon. So like, I think his picture of him on the ringside, like looking fed up, was the perfect cake picture. So kudos to that man. You just said indie wrestlers and my heart fluttered. <laughs> heart flutter. <laughs> um, I don't know, because I'm like, I'm used to hearing like, oh yeah, indie music. And I was like, there are indie wrestlers. There and are I just indie pictured wrestlers. a whole like a slew of wonderful like cosplay wrestlers this is just what happened to pop up in my mind so yes oh they're not cosplay they're not pretending they're they're for real <laughs> oh they are for real reals for real real like my favorite girl right now is faye jackson she's just like just look her up and she she's just great like she's just a big like beautiful black woman and just the beautiful most beautiful outfits she has a the i tribe a tribe called quest album suit like midnight Marauders. really yeah it Holy looks shit. so good yeah it looks really good on her but like the things that she posts are so fantastic like she has a video of her licking a lollipop and she gets the lollipop and she sticks it in some guy's like spanx and rubs oh, the no. lollipop all over yeah. his junk takes the lollipop out and she licks it and i'm like no ma'am no, no. No, are you serious? No. Nope. Are you uh -uh. serious? But no, no. Was this the front side, the back side, the spunk, no, the, all the spunk? It was the front side. It was the front no, side. No, the curly care. cues. The curly cues. The she curly be, cues. <laughs> She'll be coughing on that shit later. The fuck? No, no. Not today, Satan. You just destroyed all my flutters. <laughs> <laughs> you need to see it because the oh. way that she does it, though, it's so mm. perfect. Fine for you. The things I do for you. Good <laughs> the God. eye contact, the slow, the finesse, the the smile. It was like, how is someone not fucking you on this ring right now? I just don't understand. I love her. Please look her up. Don't give okay. me that face. Don't fucking give me that face. <laughs> All right. If I can eat ass, I can watch her lick a lollipop from Crotchland. Okay. From okay, okay. Squeak, squeak. So, um, I was going to talk about Mumble Listen. Uh, yes. But I think some more important things are going on right now um, that who needs to be, uh, I guess, acknowledged is John Lewis just recently passed away. Okay. He was a big civil rights uh, legend, not person not leader, but legend, who basically helped Martin Luther King through a lot of things. And he became basically the, the conscience of the Congress in regards to racial equity uh, within the nation. 
Um, so he just recently passed away on July 17th. Um, and he's just had this huge legacy of just leading the marches, the March for Washington. Um, he was part of the Freedom Riders. Um, and so like he, I think it's best for us to acknowledge his life as a civil rights activist and what he has done for this country. Like he has helped with the Voter Rights Act. Um, so then that way everybody can vote and that black people didn't have to do, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, literacy tests to vote. And so he helped get rid of that. He organized the, the March in Washington, which was the famous march uh, with Martin Luther King. Like he organized a lot of things with Martin Luther King uh, Jr. So I just wanna, you know, just kind of give my respects to what he has done for basically our country and point those things out first um, before um, bringing that up, uh, before bringing up Melville Liston, which I will actually talk about her next week. Okay. Yeah. And I just wanted to say, um, so the March on Washington, that was 1963. A lot of people right now I know are um, maybe struggling to find their feet in their position for the movements that we're facing right now. And just to know that it's not um, an easy fix and it's not a quick game changer. If you want to be part of this fight, know that it should be lifelong and you, your voice does matter. You know, mm -hmm. he was part of that organized march, 1963. He's a member of the Democratic Party and didn't get elected to Congress until 1986. But right. once he was elected, this man served for 17 terms as a U.S. House representative. Mm -hmm. And because he had such long service, he was able to, you know, influence and um, implement some major changes that affect our communities today. So I just want to say anybody out there, like you don't have to be a superhero to start making changes. And I don't want people to be discouraged when they see that their first attempts maybe um, aren't as grand as they think it should be. It could be something simple as, you know, finding a city position, you know, writing to your, your congressman finding some ways to serve your community. Uh, he's received so many like honorary degrees. Mm -hmm. He got the Presidential Medal of Freedom, um, worked with student activists, you know what I mean? Uh, and just was uh, an incredible man and will forever be missed. Yeah, and his path, to be clear, was not easy. It was not easy. Like he had to take a lot of beatings um, he was arrested multiple times to fight for what was right. Um, and so, like, you like, like what Kylie's saying, like, you, it takes more than one person and you don't have to be a superhero in all this, but it's really important to acknowledge the amount of struggle that our parents, our grandparents, like, had to go through um, to make the current changes happen and we're not done like this is far from over like there are still like you know system systemic racism in different areas schools jobs politics everywhere um and so 
society, classes, like you just name it. And so um, he, he worked a lot, but if we all come together and, you know, do, do what we're supposed to do, like what Kylie's saying, call your representatives, make sure you vote, make sure you do your research, make sure you keep your minds open and really, really see what's going on. And then that's where changes start to happen. Like earlier, I posted a, like a long statement on Facebook saying like, I thought it was cute when after like the protests, what people thought were simmering down, like the George Floyd protests were simmering down and everyone thought like, it's all over, we're making changes, yay. But I had to really like point out like, no, like shit is still It's happening. not over. It's not over. Like even when the protests were simmering down, Althea Bernstein, who is a biracial, but considered black woman, was still burned in Wisconsin by racists. Nia Wilson's murderer just got uh, sentenced life in prison. And so, and she was killed in 2018. And Breonna Taylor's killers are still out there. Not the police officers, her killers are still out there just living life. And so these are things that still need change and still need more your voice to say like, hey, still, the shit still ain't right. The shit still needs to change. The shit is not okay. And so like, not only that you say it on Facebook, but email that, email that representative, write a letter, like call out those people on, call out your mayor on Go Twitter. to your city hall meetings, you know what I mean? Or like, like yeah, go uh, to your city hall listen to your city hall meetings afterwards and see what's actually happening. Um, within your community that you can vote on and have a voice to say like yes i agree with this or no i absolutely do not agree with this exactly and then, you've got to be there and say something because there's people at these city hall meetings which i discovered will sit there and say well the police are doing the right thing and it takes two voices out of in ratio of the 50 saying no this is wrong for some mayor to be like, oh, well, we're not going to defund the police. Like, you have to be there and fight and get rid of those people who think it's okay for us to enable people who hurt, like, the minorities in our, in our communities. And so, yeah, like, it's just, the ride needs to keep going. Like, and I think that's what, I mean, don't get me wrong, like, I never personally met him, but I think that's what John Lewis would want us to do, is just making sure that we're still persisting. No, definitely. Um, I really like one of the things that sticks out to me was uh, in 2014, he was at the San Diego Comic-Con and because uh, he has a graphic novel and he led an impromptu um, simulation of the Selma Civil Rights March arm in arm mm -hmm. with children that were dressed up as him, as his 24-year-old self. You know what I mean? Like... Mm -hmm. <laughs> like really taking the time to like educate the next generation and keep his movement alive. So there's, there's um, plenty of things out there, documentaries um, about him. He was in uh, Bobby Kennedy for president, which was just released 2019. So not even that long ago um, where he um, talks about uh, Kennedy and like his support for civil rights throughout his time as a senator in New York and Kennedy's presidential campaign. Um, he mm -hmm. talks about the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, he 
voiced uh, a guest character in Arthur. Mm-hmm. The episode where Arthur takes a stand, um, where they chronicle his life. Um, in 2017, he was like, there's a PBS documentary, John Lewis, Get in the Way. And then I guess 2020, there, I don't know if it's been released yet. 2020 CNN Films documentary, John Lewis, Good Trouble. So I think that one's probably coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, again, I just, I think I'm just really glad that we, I mean, kind of the last of anybody from that civil, that major civil rights movement, like, back in the 1960s like they're all coming to the end of their their life yeah but um in respect to that like it's definitely one of those things that i feel like that we should reflect on it like like as it's not over like the education is always gonna persist and and our 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 whole like thing of like wanting to keep showing that change is still needed is gonna always continue regardless take of- up take up that torch yeah exactly. they pass it along but anyhow um so some nerdy news nerdy news want to talk about samurai robert yojimbo because i didn't i don't know anything about that but apparently he's part of dark horse comics so you want to yes. talk on that a little bit um so basically what i want to say it was um based on Stan Sakai's series of comic books. So Netflix is going to be doing um, a tune series. And I'm like, I'm trying to think how old this thing is because I remember it as a child. I think it was probably written like in the 80s. Kind of like uh, if you ever read the original um, Ninja Turtles Mm-hmm. how they were more of also like a darker storyline before they actually became like fun cartoons mm-hmm. it was kind of done um in that style and uh he's just he's a badass samurai rabbit like we're running tension but as a rabbit you know what i mean and it's like it sounds so silly but never um, got into like, it bam oh my god <laughs> what so he's a teenage he's a teenage rabbit samurai He's a teenage rabbit who's on his quest um, to become a true samurai. And of course, he's like the descendant of a great warrior. And he leads a rag team, ragtag team of misfit heroes. There's like, of course, the roguish bounty hunter dude and the cunning ninja and the pickpocket. And he has like a cute pet lizard. And he battles moles and metal tipped winged bats and monsters from other dimensions basically just to become the best samurai uh the best samurai usagi (laughs) so yeah it's uh, i wonder how they're gonna do it if they're gonna keep it um like more of a dark style more geared towards adults because it definitely wasn't like a series that was made with kids in mind Mm -hmm. so i but i i I don't know i'm don't know if they're going to give it the the teenage ninja turtle makeover and have it be more like fun and pizza while they're battling you know <laughs> but so I'm, I'm interested to see the artwork um was beautiful for the originals you know the costuming was done like in a traditional style so we'll see 
We shall see. We shall see. Yeah, and badass then, rabbit. Yeah, and he's I got his ears tied up like a bun. It's great. Oh my god! Sorry, I just I think of any animations with like bunny rabbits. I just think of like Bugs Bunny. <laughs> oh no, he's super serial. Okay, so I don't know. Any any time I'm like, if I see another thing with a rabbit, I'm like, oh my god, is this Bugs Bunny or is this Beastars? Like, I, <laughs> oh god, no, it's definitely not Beastars. And I was right. It was uh, published in 1984. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Like, I just, I was just, like, really confused, and I was just, like, I don't understand the excitement behind this, but if he was, like, also part of the Ninja Turtles, then that makes sense, right? I mean, he wasn't part of the Ninja Turtles, but also, okay, so are you familiar with uh, Kurosawa and his films? No? No. Okay, if you were more of, like, a Japanese film nerd, then you would get it, because it's also, like, samurai culture. Mm-hmm. And like you know like the lone wolf and cub the zadoichi the godzilla films it was basically um taking influences from those like old 1960 films uh old like 1960 samurai flicks and putting them into a comic so okay. yeah it's yeah it's stylistically um very cinematic i'll be excited to see what they do with it Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, again, like, I, I I, won't know until I actually sit down and watch it, or even if I do decide to watch it, so. I mean, if you like manga, it, I think you will, because it, it's got, like, a lot of the typical, like, Japanese history, Japanese mm-hmm. folklore in there, mythical creatures, and, you know, swords, and kites, and pottery, kimonos, horses. Did I mention swords? <laughs> it's going to be swords and violence, baby. Oh, my God. Um, so I was never much of a Lego nerd, but apparently Nintendo Entertainment, <laughs> Nintendo Entertainment System, Nintendo, aka, AKA Nintendo, aka Mario, uh, <laughs> uh, they are coming out. They've actually joined forces with Lego and they have, they're going to release a Nintendo Entertainment Lego set. Um, it looks like it's going to be the Super Nintendo system, or no, Nintendo Entertainment System, so one of yes. the original systems. Um, and not only that, but it comes with a little TV that looks super retro, and it's like right? adorable. Um, it will so, come out August 1st, 2020, and I'm sure you guys are going to snatch those things up so fast. Hell yeah. Faster than a Tickle Me Elmo. And then oh, just- sorry. This is a, <laughs> God, horrifying. But you can actually, like, um, turn a crank on the side of the little um, TV set, and a little stage will appear with a mini Mario running along and jumping and collecting coins. And it'll give you the illusion that you're playing the original game, all in Lego style. So yeah, that so it looks like so Mario's cool. on a little selfie stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's actually going to play, um, like, the original game's classic um theme tune theme song okay i mean it's cute like i personally to be honest i wouldn't buy it but i can see somebody who is like very into like having the collection of all the retro games and like wanting to add it to their whole like game their game sanctuary (laughs) hell yeah look you can build little um like replicas of the 
the game cartridge that actually like will go into the console. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's super cute. It's super cute. Um, it's recommended for ages 18 and up, so those damn kids are not gonna get their grimy little hands on it. They probably won't even understand what type of TV it is. They don't even, they probably won't even think it's a TV. Cause like if kids get that, they're gonna be like, what is this? Why is this thing shaped like a block? Is this a monitor? <laughs> Everything's a monitor. Right now. Oh my God. <laughs> um, it looks like it's 2,646 pieces. It's a lot of pieces. It is a lot of pieces. If you miss one, you're fucked. <laughs> oh, hey, and wow, uh, Nintendo Online is offering multiple free old school games this month um, as free? part of its subscription service. Yeah. For free? So for Frizzle Dizzle. Well, you'll get... twist, all the hackers have emulators anyway, so. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> Donkey Kong Country, Natsume Championship Wrestling. And the immortal will all be available to play. Yeah, well, that's nice. I mean, that's really cool because it's almost coming up to its like what? Its thirty fifth anniversary. Yes, exactly. And they what? They were their anniversary is coming up in September. I'm believing because I think yes. they they started in September, not August. Even though it's going to be released a month early, but I'm sure like once the anniversary is open, like people are going to have like the Lego set built in, on Instagram. It's like check out my Lego set. I got it first. First. I built it first. <laughs> so, no, I mean, kudos to Nintendo. They really set the bar for, you know, gaming in general. And they, like, you know, they've always been kind of, like, ahead of the game. Like, they went from, like, the 64 to all the, to all the handheld portables, the Game Boy. Like, you know, they were just kind of leading as the most trending, um, you know, console in the world basically um i grew up playing nintendo like i grew up playing mario games like i remember playing mario party or donkey kong 64 or mario 64 i thought it was the best shit in the world <laughs> it's a me mario mario and i love uh, mario kart like i'll kill everybody in mario i was gonna kart. say i think the first games that i ever played was mario kart and um that was at the cousin's house in marina back when that was still the spot are you talking about our cousins yeah i'm talking about <laughs> our cousins man we got shit jason and james <laughs> they were sore losers oh no they're good i remember when one time one of them broke the 64 and like our one of my uncles tried to fix it and it was just miserable i'm like this is what <laughs> happens when you get angry jason <laughs> yeah dude yeah okay <laughs> Okay. And then I just um, remember like, uh, yeah, so, so I always sucked. And it was like, whenever you had to play in teams, they were like, no, I don't want on my team. Like, oh, guys. Oh, they were not fun playing video games with. I just felt like I never had a turn. <laughs> They're a lot better now, though. So much um, better. Yeah. Um, so just to kind of wrap things up, another Big Move Monday, which I forgot to mention, um, goes to Rocky Tyraid in Arizona. He's been protesting nonstop since the week of May the 29th, and he's still protesting and organizing protests and kind of being like the main lead on those. So just kudos to him for always showing solidarity and showing that like change will happen and persistence is always going to win. Um, and then lastly, I think we're just going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Any departing words, my dear? Um, 
stay kind, y'all. Be nice to yourselves. Be nice to others. Everybody's going through some shit right now. We all are. So just breathe. And uh, don't forget to wear your mask in public. Do your kegels. Do your kegels. Uh, uh, uh. Get you some of that good love and lube. Don't, don't <laughs> use silicone on silicone. Yeah, don't melt your toys. Don't use silicone in Silicon Valley. Silicone in Silicon Valley. You will dissolve. <laughs> you will dissolve. You will dissolve. Alrighty. Bye. Bye.